Boxcats. Boxcats. Welcome to Boxcutters episode 8. I'm Josh Canal, sitting to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And Ross, I have to say, last week we didn't make it clear. I said congratulations because you became a brand new father. That's true. Last That's week. true. And I'd just like to do a quick clarification. Uh, I only have one wife. So you don't have a wife and a fiancé? No, but I do. Uh, as I've said to you guys, I do tend to get my words wrong occasionally. Mm. So any uh, any references to my girlfriend, my fiancé, uh, or my wife, it's all the one person. It's all the one person. And, uh, and now you have the son, William Fry. William Fry, indeed. S- someone who last week I said did have children, but I was probably wrong. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. How are you? Did you get into trouble for, for that from any of your many girlfriends? Not from a single one of them. <laughs> now I'm trying to get you into more trouble. They, they haven't listened yet. They don't listen. Right. I like to keep it from them. They, <laughs> you know, I have to tell them that I'm doing all this other stuff anyway. I'm not actually going to tell them that I'm doing something, something like true. I don't want to, I don't want to break that, that. You've got too many lies going on. over the yeah, top of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I understand. If, if you muddle the lies with the truth. It just gets messy. Well, you know, as Michael Jackson said, the lie becomes the truth. Ha ha ha, Billie Jean is not my lover. <laughs> Try the Jesus juice. <laughs> Coming up later on Box Cutters, uh, of course, we've got loads of news. Uh, a segment that we started last week, Letters to Box Cutters. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll have again this week some Ray Watch. A bit of, little bit of Ray Watch is back. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Ads. Uh, Brett's going to talk about Live Aid. And uh, Russ is going to talk about a few shows, and I'm going to talk about a few shows. It's all good. It's all television. It's all about television. If this is the first time you're listening to Box Cutters, it is all about television, unless we go off topic. To radio. To radio, or the internet, or, uh, you know, what I did on the weekend. Although, rarely, rarely. That's never happened, in fact. Given, given some of the stuff that I've seen over the week in, in other uh, podcasts, we're, we're actually very disciplined about staying on topic. <laughs> oh, really? Let me tell you. Oh, well, that's good. That's good to know. Why don't we uh, kick it off with some news? All right. I can't do that. Oh, Ed, I'm so sorry. I had to fade it down. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. On that special internet tape. Yeah, yeah, I love that internet tape. Uh, In the news this week, Mm -hmm. the BAFTAs happened during the week. This is the British... Association of Film and Television Awards or the British Artist Film and it's whatever it is, it's called the BAFTAs. It's called the not BAFTAs. Related to the NAFTA. Not the NAFTAs and not the PAFTAs. It's called the BAFTAs. <laughs> you BAFTA. It's called the BAFTAs. And uh, a surprise win in, in the BAFTAs. In the category of? In the category of Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Show. I'm guessing that they didn't have Russell Crowe back. <laughs> no, no, they they didn't have Russell Crowe back. Okay, they couldn't get him on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Doctor Who, ah. Doctor Who won all of those awards at the Baftas. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, uh, even though you know, everybody knows that that Doctor is only there for for one series, and uh, and then he's gone. Everyone loved it, 
and it won all of these. I think it won most popular show. It won uh, best use of a coat. It won every award you can possibly. <laughs> That's think not of. historically how it happened, though. Is it um, in in like the sixties? Was was it all sixties, seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties? It wasn't a different Doctor per series, was it? No, no it wasn't. No, no. But do you think that we're actually going to get into that? Um, somebody comes in and and they don't want to get typecast, and so they only do the one series and and then take off again. So we're going to have another twenty doctors. No, that, well that can't happen because a time lord can only regenerate. I think it's twelve times. Twelve times, oh. and they're already up to doctor number thirteen. Oh, are they? Well, <laughs> no, I, I thought it, uh, I thought they were two or three away from how many. How many well, they it, can do. it depends. Do you uh, do you include Peter Cushing? Who was Doctor Who and uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks in two thousand AD? Are you or, kidding? Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it, it the the numbers get get a bit messy. Do you include the Doctor who was in the uh, US telly movie as one of the regenerations? It it gets really really messy, and I think they've just gone. <coughs> look over there. And a yeah. lot of the Doctor Who mythology has uh, has gone out the window. Look this- at what they did with the Daleks. He killed the last Dalek in existence, and then suddenly they're just everywhere. They can go back in time. They can change it all. Yeah. Nothing's locked in. Well, Expect everything. One thing that I found interesting about, about this series of, of Doctor Who was that uh, the Doctor used to have this great, uh, this great little tool called the sonic screwdriver, mm-hmm. which could do anything you wanted it to, uh, which I loved. And then he lost it. Because he was careless, ah. uh, I think Peter Davidson lost it when when he was a <laughs> oh, doctor. That'd be right. Typical. <laughs> Maybe it was up some cow somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they brought it back for this for this series, which which was great, and I think that's why it won all those Baftas. Uh, Jamie Oliver's <laughs> it's all it's all down to the it's all screwdriver. screwdriver. <laughs> Jamie Oliver's school dinners uh, was named the most popular factual program. Fat program. Or fa- factual, factual, factual program, and Little Britain was named uh, the best comedy program over The Simpsons, Will and Grace, and Max and Patty's Road to Nowhere. Never heard of it. Where's that no, from? I've no idea. Um, I mean, that, that I'm news assuming, came from the Independent. I'm assuming newspaper. then that uh, the emphasis isn't necessarily on British productions. Uh, no, the Baftas really look at everything, which I've always found quite strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are there have been a few. Australian kids series that have won BAFTAs over the years. Jonathan Schiff, I think, has won two or 17. Mm-hmm. It's only those, though. <laughs> only two or 17. Up to two or 17. Up to two or 17. <laughs> as little as two or 17. Uh, that's, that's all I know about the BAFTAs. It's, I think it's a mixture of popular vote and peer voting as well. So, did, you, uh, did you guys actually like the new series of Doctor Who's? Uh, and are you long-time fans of Doctor Who? No, I know all that shit about Sonic Screwdrivers, Ross, because <laughs> I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who in my life. I, I was a big fan of Doctor Who, and then when the ABC started showing it again from, from the very beginning, mm-hmm. I watched it and went, I can't do this anymore. It was, it was just a little bit too boring for me. Yeah. This, this new series where... Uh, Every episode is a separate story rather than having uh, five-episode stories. Oh, there was a couple of... A couple of to be continued. Yeah, but yep. mostly, mostly there were self-contained stories. Uh, all of that I really liked. I got, I got mm-hmm. quite hooked on it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was a bit up and down with it, I have to say. There was elements of it that I very much liked. Uh, and there were some episodes that I thought were genuinely scary and funny at the same time, which is what good Doctor Who should be. Uh, but I just, to me, there was too much Rose focus. I didn't, I didn't like Rose. It's, well, she's well, gone. She's not, she's not coming back. Um, well, she did win Best Actress. And I, I thought she was in every episode of Series 2. Hmm. I'll find out Which about they that. haven't made yet, have they? They have made Series 2. Have they? Uh, I think so. I think they've made Series 2. I'm not sure if it's gone to air, and they've got approval for Series 3. I'd heard, but I, I haven't had an update, obviously, um, that she wasn't going to come back. Oh, okay. After the end of one. See, I thought she was quite good. Which, which you know, unlike the Doctor, it wasn't telegraphed in the first series. Yeah. 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 So you didn't think there was too much Rose focus? No, I, d- I didn't think there was too much Rose focus. I thought there was too much Rose boyfriend focus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that was really dweeb. annoying. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. rid of him. Mm. Ah, the Weinsteins. Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Big names in cinema. Built Merrimax up from the ground. And, uh, and now, well, now they've got a, a company called the Weinstein Company or the Weinstein Co. They're uh, starting a, a new series of television series, including a series of Sin City oh. that they're, they're looking at doing. Uh, they're also doing a series of uh, the number one ladies detective agency, co-written by uh, Richard Curtis. This is a, a series of books that has been very popular. Have they got some vast stock of, of uh, black and white film stock that they want to use up, so they're doing all this kind of... D- Detective film noir kind of stuff? or No, well, number one detec- detective's agency uh, is, is not like that, okay. I don't think. But, uh, yeah, they must with all the Sin City because they're doing a Sin City 2 as well and, uh, and looking at a, a Sin City TV series and also a TV series based on the film Rounders with okay. uh, Matt, Damon, Matt Damon, which... Uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, which is really cashing in on this whole poker craze because Rounders, of course, was all about... Texas Hold'em poker and how you can ruin your life with it. So basically what they're doing is they're going back over a number of their old films. Yes. To make TV. And turning them into TV. Sounds like a winner to me. What is the deal with poker? What do you mean? Poker on television? Poker on television, people playing poker. Well, you know what I don't... Where does it come from? I don't understand the... uh, all right, well, okay. is it all about if you're from Preston, you can go over to Vegas and, and pick up a cool 1.8 yeah. mil or whatever? There are, there are something like 18 poker shows on uh, Foxtel, Foxtel, I believe. Including, including yeah. uh, episodes of Joker Poker shown on Channel 10. Yep. It's, um, I mean, it, it's got even less value than reality TV. Well, <laughs> it's, it's another case of, of the, the station owners, they, they don't want to actually make any effort to make TV and so they put on that See, no, I, reality TV. I, I don't, watch, I don't watch very much sport on, on television. You know, I like a bit of, bit of it. I love my cricket and I love my poker. I love watching poker on television. I think it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it depends on how it's done as well. On uh, ESPN, you get the World Series of Poker, which I think is done a lot better than the World Poker Tour, which you get on Fox 8 and also on SBS. Mm-hmm. But they're both really great shows because you're seeing the best in the world playing a game that you really enjoy playing yourself. Or sorry, one sees. <laughs> because I I love playing poker. Okay. I, I think it's great. I love seeing the strategy in it. 
to me, it's just as exciting as watching sumo wrestling. Maybe it's because I've never had the opportunity to have the exposure to playing. Maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, it's, it is one of these games uh, like uh, NFL, Gridiron, where, uh, where you kind of go, I don't get it, until you play it. And then you go, oh, my God, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And you get to understand all the strategy behind it and you get really into that aspect of it. All of these games have, have subtleties. It's, it's the same way that a lot of people find watching cricket really, really, really boring. Yep, yep. Mm. But then again, I don't enjoy smoking big cigars either. But that's supposed to be a, a mark of, of you've really made it. Which, which you know... Big... <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not much of a TV program either. <laughs> no, no, that, that cigar smoking just never lasted, Brett. Have you been, uh, have you been watching um, Channel 10's Joker Poker then? No, because it's, it's on a Saturday nights and, you know, I've got a life. Right, because it's, uh, it's interesting with what you were saying before about... Don't yeah. laugh at that, Brett. I, I do. <laughs> no, I know. But you've got a video. Yeah, I know, but I keep forgetting to set it. Just interesting with what you were saying about uh, people who really know how to play poker, um, as opposed to this, which is a bunch of people trying to be funny who don't know how to play poker. Which is one of the reasons I don't want to watch it, because mm. it uh, it's it's like when you have those, uh, those Channel 9 specials where you've got Channel 9 celebrities playing against real cricketers, or uh, yeah. uh, on Channel 7. Where, you remember when Daryl Summers had the big tennis racket oh that was hilarious that's not tennis as far as i'm concerned <laughs> it's you know that that's not what the game is about and uh there's no point watching people who don't know how to play poker play poker you know what because you, you learn nothing from it you know what else too from from what i've seen of it because clearly i don't have a life um they have uh yeah they seem to it it, it has to fit into this hour block which uh, minus ads is, uh, you know, maybe 40, 45 minutes of poker. Yep. And then you kind of, you, they get to near the end of the hour and they're kind of like, oh, let's throw all the chips in. Let's, yeah. let's resolve the game as quickly as possible. Whereas presumably proper poker would go on for several hours without that kind of limit. Well, the, the World Poker Tour, uh, and, you know, I'm not going to go into the intricacies of, of how, they do, uh, how they do poker tournaments, but it is especially structured so that as the game goes on, the people playing have to have to spend more and more and more money. Well, well Joker Poker hand. is designed in that way as well, but it's really very much got that feeling of, oh, we're getting near the end. Yeah, whereas... We need a winner. World Poker Tour on, uh, on Fox 8 doesn't have a standard running time. It usually runs about two hours, but it can run two and a half. It can run two hours and 12 minutes. There's no, there's no standard running time, and I think that's where something like Joker Poker falls down yeah. and there's nothing they can uh, cut out that that didn't necessarily affect the outcome of the show no no there's not there's not as you know I, I find it very exciting so that's it that's me lots of other people do as well i don't know why they do i only know why i do i'm surprised you're not available on saturday night to watch tv if you're finding that exciting <laughs> <laughs> there's been uh, big news in neighbors <clears throat> big news in neighbors big news in the neighbors. plane's gone down I don't know about that. This is, sorry, not so much in Neighbours. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It started off just, it turned into something else. In the courts. In the courts. Apparently, apparently actors that work on Neighbours do drugs. Well, this is... uh, It's not uncommon. This this was the the big thing in, uh, in The Age this week, was uh, one of the uh, actors from Neighbours was 
giving evidence in the Supreme Court about this. There's there's a case at the moment where one of the former stars of Neighbours... Joe Scully. That's right. I don't know what his real name is, but Uh, he was Joe Scully in Neighbours. Bunyan. Jay Bunyan. Husband of... Oh, no, no. Oh, no, sorry. I think we're getting... Sorry, that was Jack Jack Scully. Yep. Uh, Husband of the chick that was the hard chick in Prisoner. Yeah. Prisoner Cell Block H, if you're listening. Joe Scully. Joe Scully played by Shane Connor. And Jack Scully was giving evidence about... uh, The real Jack Scully. Sorry. (laughs) The guy who plays Jack Scully, (laughs) Jay Bunyan, comma, was giving evidence... In the Supreme Court. Or is it Bunyan, J? We'll stop. <laughs> anyway, people and neighbours apparently turn up hungover. And, uh, and, and on, more than that. Yeah, on drugs. And, and on drugs with dilated pupils. This is what he's been saying in court. Uh, in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, Connor is suing uh, Grundy's and uh, the producers of Neighbours for wrongful dismissal. Is this Connor the character on Neighbours? No, this is Shane Connor, oh, the right. actor who plays Joe Scully, or who played Joe Scully up until the end of 2004. Right. Who plays Connor? I don't know. <laughs> is there a Connor? There is a Connor. I don't know who plays Connor. Okay, sorry. <laughs> is Connor the New Zealand kid? No, Connor's the Irish. Oh, the Irish. Irish I, I kid. knew he was from somewhere. And you wasn't from Ramsey Street originally. He, he didn't die in the plane crash. Right. I can reveal that to listeners. A scoop. Was he in the plane? He was in the plane. And he didn't die in the plane crash. Yes. So we haven't had the reveal. Is, is this a, an oh, end no, of season th- cliffhanger thing? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a mid-season. Cut out the deadwood. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see you um, later. I'll, I'll, I'll get the info from my wife before the next show because she's a big Neighbours fan. Okay. But um, yeah, I saw Connor wandering around on a beach. Looking like he'd been in a plane crash. On a right. beach? On a beach. On a deserted Pacific island, perhaps. Yes, possibly. <laughs> can, I just, can I just point out also that whenever I'm on a beach, it always looks like I've been walking around as the result of a plane crash. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Shane Connor is suing, is suing Grundy's for wrongful dismissal. Apparently, they sacked him after complaints from the crew. Apparently, he was quite grumpy and, you know, d- grumpy to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I heard... Um, uh, this is probably completely slanderous, but I heard uh, most of the cast refused to work with him again. Yeah, the, no one really liked working with him. Mm. I say, let him go. Mm. Shut up. You don't deserve anything if you can't behave like a professional. That's my two cents. Mind you, you're an actor on Neighbours. <laughs> surely, surely some uh, a little bit of recreational drug use wouldn't go astray. Yeah, but he was he was apparently on uh, on. Amphetamines from 2001 right through to 2003. Oh. Constantly. Okay. That's That's according to uh, what I read in the Adelaide Advertiser. Right. Uh, I don't know him personally. I do know, you know, I, I, I have known uh, people at Neighbours and uh, apparently actors, you know, I want to stay up really, really late and drink lots of, uh, lots of alcohol the night before while studying their lines. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, and then turn up to work the next day. Well, while well, we're being uh, vaguely liable, <laughs> um, I just want to make a quick point about something I said last week. Uh, we were talking about the Ronnie Johns half hour, mm-hmm. yes, and I pointed out the similarities between a Ronnie Johns sketch that was on and a full frontal fast forward sketch that had been on ten, fifteen years previously. Yes, uh, I just want to clarify that I wasn't suggesting for a moment that Ronnie Johns plagiarised 
uh, full frontal. I was just merely trying to suggest that Ronnie John's half hour was crap. Right. <laughs> Who's been in touch with you over the week? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clear up any any confusion. About well, there's that. A, you know there, there is this thing in comedy where uh, there aren't you know nobody owns ideas and nobody really owns jokes. If you're mm. aware that somebody else has done a joke, you shouldn't do it. Mm. And uh, they might have subconsciously, they might have seen it ten years earlier, they may not have, but. But also, there, there are a limited number of things that are funny. And sometimes true. you see these same ideas come through. Interestingly, this wasn't one of them. Right. <laughs> right. I think, you know how I said I had four news pieces? Yeah. I actually only had three. That's all right. That uh, means we're only a couple of minutes over time. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh. Why don't you hit a button? Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. I'm Naomi Robson. First, foul language. Is it acceptable or should people's mouths be washed out with soap and water for swearing? To fucking drop it in at the last minute, it should be able, you should be able to read every yeah. fucking word, every comma. It yeah. should be very specific yeah. because if we've seen it before, we've got a chance in our mind to go, oh, look, they fucked oh, up exactly, this, they fucked yeah. up that. But if you've never seen it before, it makes no sense. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's just, I think they have just a contempt. Oh yeah, it's like, oh fuck you, you know, like bad luck, you'll just have to, you know, yeah. walk the minefield yeah. and come out looking okay. Yeah. If you don't, not our fault. Yeah, exactly. You're the fuckwit who wasn't able to, you know, sort of work it out as you're going yeah. along. It's a exactly. minefield. You sit up here and you read It's a minefield. <laughs> oh, I hate, I'm so glad we don't use auto cue on, on this show. <laughs> it's a minefield. <laughs> Get UNICEF in there, quick. <laughs> Ah, Raywatch. Raywatch. Well, this isn't, I guess, strictly Raywatch. This is more kind of uh, news. Newswatch, I guess. Newswatch, okay. Um, Just talking about um, Channel 7 and Channel 9 and a little bit of the differences between them, briefly. Uh, Just interesting, the other day there was that uh, hold-up. I think it was a buy-low supermarket and the man was forced into the back and tied up and had to ring police. And hey, he was forced into the back where the milk is. Sorry, he <laughs> uh, was ambushed. Somebody had broken into ambushed. the store and, and and took him into the back where uh, they into, always in, keep where they the, always keep the milk into the is yeah. that, right <laughs> into the fridge. And he was outraged because the milk was at the back of the store. <laughs> um, no, they uh, they forced him into. It's after some drama with a leaky pen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they um, they forced him into the office. And was this a man angry about the trolleys? <laughs> I think so, probably. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Um, they're just interesting the the different way the two major news networks handled it. Channel Nine, very serious. Uh, you know, man involved in armed robbery in supermarket, forced into the back of the store, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Channel 7, meet the manager who dialed police with his nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he actually dialed his girl, his wife or girlfriend. Oh, did he? Or daughter. Or, yeah, he didn't, oh. he didn't dial the police oh, with well, his that's, nose. That's not what the Channel 7 News update said. It was, it was like a wacky, you know. It would have been on... Yeah. If it had been on, um, you know, you were saying about uh, America's Next Model, whatever it's called. America's Next Top Model. Yeah, you could what imagine a, a sound effect. Boing. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's another great sound effect that they use as well, which yeah. is when somebody uh, says something that gets absolutely no reaction. <laughs> no, crickets. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> it's so good. Sorry, go yeah. on. That's, 
Yeah. Oh, that, that's we, that's we it. Could, no, no, no. We could uh, we could get that for this show. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to mention again with Channel Seven, uh, this was the ten thirty bulletin. Uh, the other day, of course, it's in Melbourne. For those of you who aren't in Melbourne, it's uh, Spring Racing Carnival, which is big horse racing time of year. And this is, this isn't, by the way, a lot of people on heroin, no, running against each other. <laughs> it's actual horses. Racing is actual horses yep. racing. We've had a bit of drama over the week with uh, somebody going down. and Well, that, that's what I'm going to talk about. Cart Diamond, uh, a horse who, you know, wasn't really much of a favourite, but ran away from, uh, through his jockey. Uh, yep. And um, some, some, some shenanigans going on with the stirrup came out. Exactly. Was supposed to. That's the one. That's the one. So at the start of the news bulletin, uh, they, they're talking about this Cart Diamond horse running and, and, and they show the footage of... It, which was quite disturbing, showing it charging a fence, uh, basically, yeah, falling through a heavy fence uh, and getting, you know... Hitting the ground. Hitting the ground. And yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was oh, horrific to watch. It was, it was. And so they showed that on the lead into the news. And then that story was the first of the news items, uh, which was introduced by the newsreader who said, we wish to warn viewers that some may find this offensive. Then they proceeded to show the exact same footage, <laughs> which they just showed in the intro, with no warning in the intro. So, that was it. <laughs> I also I noted this, this week that uh, Today Tonight had an article all about shaving razors, and which is the best shaving razor. Battery-operated ones? Battery, Battery-operated shaving razors. Did you read Leapster's thing? No, 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 I haven't, I haven't nice. read that yet. Uh, and uh, A Current Affair had... An article on which is the best iron to buy. Ah, cutting. Yeah, they had they, and they had like a line That's of the razor, right? The yeah. iron. Sorry, yeah, sorry, the iron pressing. Pressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly, too, with that, uh, you know how we've been complaining that they've been running the same stories. They uh, both Channel Seven and Channel Nine did a story on the new supermarket chain that's coming in. A something something something. Al- AS, Aldi. AS. Oh no, some something. Aldi's else. been around for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, this is this is a brand new one. And SSW. No. <laughs> Asda. And in uh, I have no idea. In um, Channel Seven's version of it, they were saying find out the tricks they play to make you think that these are actually Australian brands. And in the Channel Nine one, they had. Ways to help you save money. Ah, mm. someone knows what side of the bread their butter has been placed on, or yeah. something similar. Or something similar. That is Ray Watch for this week. There's a chicken. There's a chicken <laughs> in the studio. It's not the first time. Bark. Box cutters. A couple of interesting things with uh, ratings. It's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been doing <laughs> when I've not been here? A uh, couple of interesting things with ratings this yes. week. Yes, sir. Uh, just of interest, um, 20 to 1. I think uh, we made a bold prediction a few weeks ago that that was going to be a ratings bonanza. Yes. It actually came in number three in the ratings this week, which is quite interesting. Beaten by Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars, which uh, the juggernaut. The Dancing with the Stars juggernaut. Uh, no, one, no one can touch that. No one can. And uh, Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? The uh, Ross Warnicky special edition of Who Wants to oh, Be a Millionaire. Oh, everybody was giving it away. Oh, were they? Yeah. 
So it wasn't just wasn't just Ross. It's no. still rated at socks off. But interestingly, that um, yeah, not by, far behind was twenty to one, and just behind that, and it was dummy spits last week, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it was. And just behind that was hey hey by request, uh, which you know I gave blood this week, and uh, and the the woman who was uh, you know did the finger prick before you actually go and give the blood. Was uh, was going? Did you watch Hey Hey by request? It was fantastic. Apparently, everyone loved it. Oh, really? And apparently, too, it was a repeat, which I didn't realise. Right. Well, I'm, I'm unless you guess that the whole show's a repeat. No, I, well, there has been a Hey Hey by request before. Mm. And Whose request was it? Yeah. Did we find that out? <laughs> it was Rove. It was Rove's show that started this. You know, starting calling repeats uh, by request. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. It's it's quite a clever idea, it's like I the guess. Flashback show, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting that you talk about ratings, Russ. Oh yeah, because could I just uh, yeah just go add on one go last on, bit, one last on. bit of ratings. All right, number seventeen in the ratings this week with a whopping four hundred and eight thousand viewers in Melbourne. In Melbourne, five decades of laughs, the naughty bits. <laughs> <laughs> all five minutes of it all 20 minutes of it so yeah I don't know what happened to the rest of the show <laughs> but the, the the naughty bits obviously because the ratings only go down to 75 uh, I've only got to 20 here so I can't it's a joke ah. yes <laughs> interesting you should mention ratings Ross why is that Josh because we have a letter to box cutters we love letters we do love letters they come in at hooray at boxcutters.net oh first one Hooray at boxcutters.net. Kerry emailed us. Loyal, loyal listener. Kerry. Long-time listener. Uh, quite quite 19th prolific 19th time. It's fantastic. Emailer. Hi, Boxcutters. Hi, Kerry. This, I'm, I'm guessing this is what she sounds like. Hi, Boxcutters. I want to get my head around the whole TV ratings things, and I'd like your help. We all know that the networks rely on the ratings figures to make decisions about whether programs live or die. It seems clear from talking to people I know and listening to your podcast, that's this show, Podcutters. Pod, pod, pod I'll leave. That we're all aghast at the crap people love to watch and wonder why the best shows on TV are living a tentative existence in the 10.30pm time slots. But first of all, how do they get those pesky figures? Thanks, Kerry. Well, I had a look at the uh, Oztam website Oztam is the company that puts together the ratings okay. for Australian television. So is television. that where you uh, pick up your figures each week from? Uh, no, I get my figures sent to me uh, through the networks. That's where I get my figures from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the networks get their figures directly from Oztam and they get sent 15-minute uh, breakdowns of the last 24 hours every morning. I Actually, I'm not sure if it's the last 24 hours or if it's only from 6 a.m., to midnight. I think that's how it works. I think that, that would, that it would might just be right. 6 a.m. to midnight. Anyway, so, so is that saying anything after midnight doesn't count? Pretty much. So Dave Letterman, there are no, no numbers for Letterman. Which is probably why they don't put it on at a better time. Yeah, because probably. evidently if there's no numbers, no one's watching. But that's also why advertising is so cheap at, at those times and there's hardly any advertising at those times because there's no numbers to try to get people to advertise at those times. That's why the Uplight quiz show uh, starts after 12. <laughs> and why it's still <laughs> why on Why it's air. on at all. <laughs> Come on, fellas. one nine hundred triple two triple five. Don't bother to ring if you're in WA, NT or, or South Australia. <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, the, the Oldstown website has some very helpful PDFs 
to help you get your head around how ratings works. Mm-hmm. This is the ratings process. They've got a nice little flowchart with, uh, with some pictures. It starts with an establishment survey. There are seven steps to ratings wonderfulness. It starts with an establishment <laughs> survey. A large-scale survey is conducted to define the population to be represented and its characteristics. Respondents to the survey form a pool of households from which the panel homes are recruited. So, but we don't know why the original people get their survey. But we then know that the households come from that original survey. Then there's a panel. Uh, panel homes are selected according to a statistical design which provides recruitment criteria that guarantee that the panel represents the Australian TV audience. Then there's the people meter. Then there's transmission of what you get from the people meter. Then there's the production software, the program database, and it finally ends up on the user's PC. Now... It on depends. the user's PC. Yeah, which is where the networks get sent there. The networks and the advertisers get sent their figures. Okay, yep. Uh, now, you know, all of that. <laughs> Obvious, sure. What I don't know, Kerry, though, is, is what figures do you want? Do you want the share, which is the percentage of total TV viewing audience watching a sp- specific program or situation? Sorry, or station. It's, it's very hard to read this. <laughs> and the formula there is... TV households tuned to program X, which I think is only the X factor, (laughs) over TV households with a TV turned on times 100. Or did you want to know about uh, the TARP, which is an acronym for Target Audience Rating Point? Now, it's similar to a rating, but refers to a specific demographic target. The formula for that is Target Audience Viewing Program X over target audience universe estimate. Uh, an example is men 18 plus viewing program X divided by all men over 18 in the universe estimate. <laughs> and then there's a hint, which is it is important to specify the de- demographic target being analysed. A TARP can differ according to different market under analysis. There's an alternative explanation. There's also reach I think I've mentioned share, there's average frequency, there's effective reach, there's frequency distribution, there's the put, there's the actual rating. What do you want to know? What's the website where you can pick up all those? I think it's oztam.com.au. Okay. Um, Because I didn't follow. You didn't follow? The share. uh, Okay, I'll go through it again. Your little share thing. You've got got the share, and that's that's like the percentage of... of And then you've got the reach, which is how many viewers you're you're getting in the thousands. You've got the TARP, (laughs) which is uh, the total... What? I have a question. Yes. Total audience ratings point. It makes so much sense, Brett. Do they not rate? So so the people meters, they're, they're like kind of set top boxes that are that are monitoring what the the TV stations on if you like does it monitor who's in the room yes does it count stuff that's recorded and reviewed later i don't know next question come on I spent uh, minutes on this. I, d- if, I don't, if think, they it, I don't to... think it does. I know a person who, admittedly, this was under the old system. This was under when Nielsen were doing the ratings. But she used to actually have a ratings uh, box in her house. And, yeah, you, you whenever you turned on the TV, basically, they had a bigger, more complicated remote, which basically said you had to, whenever you turned it on, you had to say who was in the room and who was watching. And, uh, and it, does, yeah, it does measure when the TV is on. And when it's off. But I remember she used to say, you know, if it was a worthy program that she liked and she didn't want to get canned, you know, she'd bump in a few extra people to be watching. <laughs> oh, there's 20 people watching this today. Great. Oh, great. So, so it's accurate then. 
<laughs> well, I mean, and how much of a survey do they have? I mean, you know, they've got... Well, this is, this is the big thing. You know, they've got all of these terms and it's all bullshit. So we don't know what the sample size is. Got like half a dozen houses out at Caroline Springs. Once, right. once they select and, and install the whole thing, do they ever change who they're using? I don't know. It doesn't say. It, it really, there's all of that kind of garbled bullshit, what does it all mean information on the website. And they're hoping nobody digs any deeper. Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting that, that it, it, it needs to be households that have the, the demographic split that they need, which would seem to infer that it's got to be a nuclear family so that they can get, mm, get true. figures from everybody in it. So it's going to be a fairly specific type of household. It's not going to be your secret life type one, of household, is it? One would think. But then there, is, there are also allowances for more than one TV in the house. Uh, so two TVs on different shows at the same time. Yeah, but still. I mean, it, it looks like it's biased towards being very specifically a suburban type survey. Well, uh, why don't we... I'm going to try to get someone from Oztam to speak to us mm-hmm. on air and we'll see what we can do. So maybe we'll try to hook that up next week because... I've read all of that and I don't understand a bloody thing. I know I made it sound simple, <laughs> but I don't understand a bloody thing. It's a very pretty flowchart, though. Yes. Very pretty, um, pretty flowchart. Uh, you know, I, I was once part of a survey, but not for TV. Um, it was radio and it was back in the 80s and it was about when I was 11 or 12. And we had little paper booklets, a little bit like um, oh. your, your mileage thing for tax. Um, logbook right um so you would fill in like color in the boxes for the quarter hour that you're listening to whatever radio station over the week so it's just all about but we only in. got to do it once and then i guess the survey went to somebody else you obviously weren't the sort of family they were looking for no i think that that was how they did it at that okay. point okay so so you weren't locked into the same people week after week after week after week which would seem which would seem more sensible, and and would actually kind of increase increase your your survey sample. Yeah, yeah. You know over, what? Though, over Brent? time, this whole ratings thing, I don't buy it. Are you one of those that follows follows follows, follows, follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. They're putting coke in Pepsi. <laughs> That's what they're doing. That's uh, very poignant that you should say that because this week's I Don't Buy It, uh, I actually want to talk to Josh about Pepsi. You're a bit of a oh. Pepsi drinker, aren't I, you? I love my Pepsi Max. Why? Uh, the taste. What is Pepsi Max? Is that the one with uh, it's, NutraSweet it, in it? It's diet Pepsi, isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's a mixture of uh, NutraSweet, which is aspartame, and... Stem uh, cells. And, and another, and another <laughs> sweetener. <laughs> Called acesulfane K. Yes. Special K. Aspartane and acesulfane K, and they mix together to make a really nice sweetener that doesn't have that terrible aftertaste that NutraSweet had. Let me tell you. No, it doesn't. Anyway, (laughs) I love my Pepsi Max. Go on, Russ. Well, because I'm I'm more of a Coke drinker myself. Yes, you are. But uh, two to one. Yeah. Yep. See, I love Coke. I love Coke with a pizza. I love Coke on a hot day. I've only ever seen you drink Coke in the studio. I think. No, I also drank it at your house when we were watching the, the Oscars. No, you don't. You bring Pepsi every year. And no one drinks it except <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what the strategy is. What I wanted to ask you, uh, have, you, do you have you been watching these latest Pepsi ads? With the guy falling down the building? Yeah, that's, that's the main one I want to ask you. 
Can you explain oh, like these the sticky handy? He's, he's got like giant lozenges or something stuck okay, to his hands. He's got. Can you explain these ads? He's to me? got big orange balls stuck to his hands and his feet. Yes, and his mates put him on the side of a building. And then let him go. Big skyscraper, all, all glass on the outside. Yes. And then let him go. And like one of those toys that you used to get at the show that you would wet and throw against a window, he then kind of falls down the side of the building, sticking to the side of the building. Now, right. in amongst that, someone gives him a drink of Pepsi Max yes. and says, it's all right, mate. There's no sugar. That's the bit I don't understand. Ne- neither do I. Neither do I, because I've never wanted to go down the side of a building. I've also never wanted to race after cheaters. I've never wanted to... Oh, but are you talking about the old ads? The, the I'm talking about yeah. any any ads of Pepsi Max. I've never wanted to well, do any of that. Extreme. I, I used to... But I, at least I understood the extreme. They're extreme kind of... Well, an, an interesting thing about those... guys. Well, yeah, those, those ads made sense. An something. interesting thing about those ads, though, uh, including the Jackie Chan one that, that we had for, for a while... Uh, Pepsi Max is not available in the United States. And those ads were American ads. Those ads... Oh, for Tab. ...were for Mountain Dew. Oh, really? ...in the States. And then for all areas Sorry, outside... Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Dew. Mountain Dew. Uh, for all areas outside of the United States... <laughs> Do you have anything States. to drink now? I've only got crab juice or Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the crab, crab juice. juice. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they replaced the can. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I know that about the uh, Pepsi well, Max ads. Well, getting back to these latest ones, I've got the one with the guy. He's trying to go to the airport. He jumps in a taxi, and there's a monkey driving the taxi. And I haven't seen that one. I love a monkey. It's the same basic. That's... It's the same basic principle. But it's all right, mate. There's no sugar. That's it. That's it. And then they've got one where aliens are invading, I think, and the police chief says to his deputy, gives him a sign that says "Go away" to the aliens, and and the the guy kind of says, are you sure? And he says, yeah, it's all right. It's got no sugar. The only I, thing- think, I think I've worked it out. Yeah. There are bigger problems in this world and we're so worried about drinking sugar. Why don't we just drink Pepsi proper? I think that's what it's trying to do. I think it's trying really? to push us onto Pepsi. Well, the only, the only, well, I'm sure it's trying to push us onto Pepsi. <laughs> no, no, not Pepsi Max. <laughs> ah, Pepsi. Right. Well, the only thing I could glean from the ad, no offense, but Pepsi drinkers are stupid. Well, yes, many of them are. Because that's, that's what it seems to be, you know. So, oh, so yeah, you're doing this really stupid thing and you're drinking Pepsi Max. Good for you. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> no, I wasn't saying that to I, you. You were, looking right at me. <laughs> you were looking right at me and saying it. You think I'm a loser. Come on, say it. You, say it, Ross. You, you say drink, it. You drink Pepsi Max. That's yeah, all that's I'm, true. I'm, and I, you know what? I still like the taste. I don't like the ads. I, they don't make any sense. Okay, excellent. I don't so, know what so they're So it's not to just do. me. No, it's not, it's just, not just you. But you know what? It's all right because there's no sugar. I've... Uh, <laughs> I noticed something this week about the work choices ads because we haven't spoken about them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I found another reason for them to make me angry. There's been a few articles around mm. uh, over the last week. About none of them, none of them have picked up on this. Is it, sorry, Brett, it was that about people not getting paid and thinking they were people in, not people knowing that it was for work choice. Yeah, yeah was, saying it was for, mm. for workplace kind of training stuff. It was like insinuating that it was, was for something like work cover. Um, there's a hairdresser in Pran and there's a couple of factory workers down in Dandenong. Both mm. were lied to. The the factory workers, I think, got 15 bucks to be in it. Mm. Uh, the hairdresser got 150 I think. Then on, on Talkback Radio over the week, there was somebody else who was taking his wife in to be part of the... 
the um, oh, no, his kids the advertisement. He was a doctor. Oh, okay, different guy. They said, "This is fantastic. Do you want to be in this as well? We'll give, we'll pay you six grand." Oh, okay, yeah. And then he wasn't even in it. Yeah, did the shoot? Ended up on the cutting room floor. Wow, still and, and six got, grand. And so and, he got his money, and he got his money. Uh, the hairdresser and the factory workers haven't got theirs. You know what? They they each had their own individual workplace relations agreement. Absolutely. Obviously. So it's working. The well, that works. You know what? This is this. Is, I don't give a shit about any of that. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Well, that's very Pepsi of you. The ads. <laughs> the ads say, the the ads that I've seen over this last week say things like four weeks paid leave. Guaranteed by law. They're not weeks, actually. Weeks should have an apostrophe after it. Ah. Eight days sick after leave. Yes, yes. Protected by law. Days should have an apostrophe. Protected by law, but not protected by grammar. Obviously. Yes. So, no apostrophe. But on no, this. no, no, no. They're, they're not even protected by law. They've you can sign them 30, away. No, that all doesn't matter. Protected Brett, by law. Talking, all that is protected by law is that, you, that. you've got Brett, to put... It's about, you've it's got about to put punctuation. In, you've got to put in Brett. the AWA that you are aware that you could have had that and you're signing it away. It's not protected by law. Care, don't care, don't care, don't they're care, lying. don't care. They spent $30 million on these... And they're shit-ass punctuators. And they're shit-ass Shut up. They spent $30 million on these ads and they couldn't even afford a bloody proofreader. What the hell is going on? I'm not sure that it was a mistake. People, It's a mistake. People get freaked out by apostrophes. If yeah. you can just not have the apostrophes, people think it's fairer. Well, let's get rid of spelling. <laughs> people think it's better. I... People think they have more choice. They're not <laughs> dictated to by your bloody punctuation. It, it is interesting that, um, that these ads are still... Showing as much as they're showing. I, I still think the 30, 40 million, it's got to be a conservative estimate. Oh, I mean, Howard said over 40 mil. And oh, really? AC yep. Nielsen said that 15 million in the first week. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're still showing it pretty much every ad break. They've, they've shortened it to the just the, like 15 the 15 second one. Down With no apostrophes! <laughs> it's fairer. Gives you more choice. Shut up. I, I, I think, no, I think Brett's onto something. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a deliberate ploy. That because apostrophes freak people out. Well, it, it does look more kind of... Especially uh, if you put it after the S. People go... Well, yeah, well. It, it does kind of look because more... But it's a plural possessive. No, people are generally not that aware of their grammar. That's true. And I think, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be freaking people out. It's because, it's, it's because the government's cut funding to universities over the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. Anyway, you know what? I don't buy it. Oh, no way. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> oh! You've, you've, you've been watching... Uh, television, not not this week, but the week before, Brett. No, I've, I've uh, over the last week I've just been watching uh, stuff from that interweb thing. Yes, um, but last week I caught uh, it, and it's it's an interesting little time slot. Uh, your ABC Monday night, uh, nine thirty. Well, nine thirty. So the old ish. enough rope time slot. The old enough rope time slot. I'm I'm a little bit lost how uh, we've we we've kind of. I think it was. Just the start of October, and suddenly Andrew Denton's taken off for the year. Yeah, he did that last year as well. He did that the year before. Um, he'll, do, he'll do a Christmas special with uh, you know Bill Clinton and Barbara Streisand. 
where they're all sing, sing songs or something and uh, and then come back next year. Apparently he said, enough rope. <laughs> so the ABC is left, <laughs> left with this hole that uh, they, they're, they're just filling in with kind of one-hour specials. Um, here and there. Kind last of, night they kind had kind of interesting ones. They had the Spike Milligan one. A few Spike Milligan ago. was good. Yep. Uh, last night was uh, blah blah blah. Sing a dude um, with the daughter. Is it Natalie? Natalie Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Nat King Cole. Oh, okay. okay. He was okay. Mary Old Soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but last week they had they had uh, and they were advertising it quite a bit uh, with the twentieth anniversary of Live Aid. Yes. Um, they had lots of ads. Check out Live 8. It's the 20th anniversary. It was fantastic. And uh, Live 8. I've never... I failed to, to understand why it was called Live 8 this year. Because it was about the G8 summit. Okay. That's it. Okay. It was shit. Go on. Yeah. Um, so, so I tune in. Yes. And uh, we get past the, the little ABC bumper and, and suddenly we're at Wembley. I think it was at Wembley. It was. Yeah. Uh, Status quo. Yeah, I think so. Doing, uh, here we go, here we go. Rocking all over the world. No no prelude to to what we're going no, to have a look no at. No introduction. Over ne- the next hour. No introduction. No uh, no credits on screen for who we're actually watching. So, so no, no names you of only, songs. You only know it because you're such screen. a huge Status quo fan. <laughs> actually, I, I had to figure out who that was. <laughs> Um, uh, and there were a couple that that uh, I didn't pick up on, but no production whatsoever. It was it was just a highlights package from Live Aid. So someone spent half an hour in the editing room. Oh, if that. No, right. uh, no talk even of what it was for. No, nothing, wow. nothing. It was. Uh, Tune in, go into status quo at Wembley, then go into some other stadium uh, somewhere else around the world. And uh, I think uh, New York. You've got Pittsburgh. 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 Pittsburgh was the other one. Uh, still with Sting, with uh, Phil Collins and Bradford Marsalis. Madonna doing Holiday probably would have been Pittsburgh. Um, you two doing Sunday Bloody Sunday. Eric Clapton on Layla. Boomtown Rats on like Mondays. Did, did they... the organiser of the entire event, Bob Geldof, Saint Bob. And what about Midjour? Uh, I it was think... also an organiser of the whole event. Wasn't it all Bob? Midge, you. Wasn't it all Bob? Midge, you. Ultravox. Who were Ultravox? Were they there? They, they might have been. <laughs> but I don't. Were know. they there singing Vienna? Were they? No, no. Right. Vienna wasn't on there. Oh, but you Vienna. see, I wasn't. I didn't know all of them, um, and so there were a couple that I didn't pick up on. Um, Queen. Uh, doing the Radio Gaga, fantastic yeah. uh, uh, visuals from from that. Um, only uh, you know they, they could have just done the whole from each artist. Yes, yeah. right. But not even as much production as Rage has. So not not even telling you who's singing and what song. No, no, none of it. Just That's all completely out of context. Um, and and given that it's the twentieth anniversary of the event, um, there's an entire new generation that's. Uh, that's grown up since that point, many of whom would have no idea what what Live Aid was, what it what it was. It was really the first kind of worldwide uh, right. event. Funnily enough, it didn't rate. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't didn't check out the ratings. No, it wasn't it, there. It didn't rate originally. 
Or it didn't write in this repeat screening. Didn't write in this repeat screening. Oh, okay. What I thought was interesting was the similarities between uh, this one and the Live 8 highlights package that they showed from this year Mm -hmm. in that it was just one song. I I didn't see all of this one, but it was just one song per artist and the majority of it was from the British concert. They they went Mm -hmm. to Pittsburgh very, very few times, which was very similar to what they did with the Live 8. Yep. Uh, Australian free-to-air TV viewers got... Completely stiffed on the oh, with live eight, yes. Uh, like, like it was important anyway, but it could have been fun. Uh, no, I really, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't here for it. I didn't care, but uh, I mean, did anyone care? Oh, I would have liked to have seen a bit more. I actually quite enjoyed what I did see of it. I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, the thing I did mind is they they had two highlights packages. I think for live eight, and they showed. Madonna singing like a prayer with the Ethiopian choir mm-hmm. on both nights, and I thought that was a bit much. That is a bit full on. That's a waste of airtime. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we'll be back with more after this. Box Coming up in Box Cutters, Ross is going to be talking about a spelling bee show. We'll be looking at Twenty Four and the Surgeon. And uh, then Ross is going to talk a little bit before we end the show. That's coming up on Box Cutters. Spelling Bee Show, Ross. What's this all about? Spelling Bee. Well, there's not a lot of new shows this week, but 7.30 on Sunday night, Channel 7 is holding a spectacular their, their words, not mine. Isn't everything spectacular, eh? Possibly. On Channel 7, everything is spectacular. No deal. <laughs> this is called, it's very cleverly titled, The Great Celebrity Spelling Bee. Subtitled, War of the Words. Oh, oh watch out. <laughs> watch out. There could be a minefield. <laughs> Medic. <laughs> Now this this I mean this is just a disaster waiting to happen. It's surely a, a celebrity spelling bee. A celebrity spelling bee, and not only that, a why, why, Channel Seven celebrity. Why aren't they bee. calling it Spelling with the Stars? <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. You know, when they had a programming meeting, they were sitting there. Okay, we've got Dancing with the Stars. What else can we have? Spelling, Spelling with the Stars. Because <laughs> Channel Ten already have Poker with the kind of stars. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure Singing with the Stars has been mooted, but I don't know if it's actually coming on or not. But that's going to be Channel 7 as well at some point. Right. I, I, well, Daryl's got his own little version <laughs> of that along um, on the dancing with. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've all been waiting for a show that features both Andrew O'Keefe and David Kosh. <laughs> Koshy! <laughs> Koshy, as he's known. <sighs> this, uh, of, of the other celebrities, there's Kate Ritchie. Uh, Sally from Home and Away. Oh, yeah, good one. Uh, Molly Meldrum. Jeff Hugel. Who? Jeff Hugel. Right. And the recently Mrs. Warren, Simone Warren. Shane Warren's ex. Right. Right. That, she's a celebrity. Sure. Yeah. So, can she spell? We'll find out. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. She can I, spell in that special uh, SMS text language. R- right. Yeah. <laughs> F C K L U L eight E R D zero zero D. I thought it was going to be a 
I thought it was going to be a, a, a show about kids spelling to kind of cash in on smartest uh, Australia's brainiest Australia's kids, brainiest kid. and also well, its like, academic uh, has uh, has come back to uh, to TV four o'clock in the afternoon. Really? They they yeah. they do. Have, where's that? Channel Channel Seven. Who's hosting? Channel Seven. Uh, somebody. Is it all private schools again? Uh, no, this is uh, Sydney Public Schools. I think this time public as in government government schools. Uh, is my understanding for its academic? Okay. It's an eight-week series, and at the end of the eight weeks, they. Oh no, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting it confused. So they're just with brainiest little... kid. Sorry, yeah, you are. you're getting it confused. I'm getting it confused with brainiest kid. Uh, no, it's academic. They they get they win a prize for their school. Mm. That's okay. that's the whole thing. Okay, as so you twelve to... students go, go stop. Yes. So they've, they've <laughs> just <laughs> they've just started this. Now, as the year 12s are going into exams. No, this is younger kids. This is, yeah, I think, it's, like, I think it's year 10s. Anyway, on, year on, on, uh, on, I haven't watched it, I on the great celebrity spelling bee, War of the Words, they do have a young 12-year-old master speller. Right. On, he's, apparently. So, so some nerd... That's Mr. and Mrs. Speller's kid. <laughs> <laughs> master speller, I love that. That's great. So when when can we catch that, Ross? Uh, that's seven thirty on Sunday night, and I'm sure it's going to be a winner. Excellent. We'll be back with some reviews. Oh, oh I like it. That always gets me. I always start to talk too early. Then, just quickly, I know this isn't on the list, but I just want to talk about how much people hate Vulture. Oh, Vulture sucks. They hate it. Have you actually, have you actually seen it yet? I've, I've, I've tried to watch some of it. It's, it's almost unwatchable. It is awful. Almost unwatchable. Anyway, so that's enough on Vulture. ABC, get your <laughs> shit together. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's, I, you know I, what? I Arts big... can be really interesting. It can. Exactly. The, the content of the show should be very interesting. And but... it's, it's just not plus. Uh, they record it. I don't know when they record it, but some of the news items that they have on like from three or four weeks ago. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's just awful. And whoever said Richard Feidler should have his own show, it's just... What, yeah. what head of light entertainment, who might have given him that show? <laughs> Himself, that show. There's, what, what is that? Because it's not nepotism. What is it? Selfotism. Selfotism. Megalomania? Megalomania. <laughs> anyway, Russ, you want to talk about 24? I did. I did. I have a bit of a checkered hist- history with 24. I kind of watched half the first series and really enjoyed it, but then lost interest towards the first end. First half or second half? Uh, first half. First half was great at the first series. Up until uh, Ira Gaines, who was the main mastermind in the first half. I uh, can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was also in 24. Uh, he, he Obviously, he was in 24. He was also in Lost Highway. Yep. So it got to about 12 o'clock. You had to go get lunch. Something like Didn't that. Didn't come back. Yep. It, it really it kind of went downhill. I didn't watch the second series because I wasn't interested. I didn't watch the third series where Jack was a drug addict because I wasn't interested. I decided to give this fourth series a go and I have actually been quite enjoying it. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been quite uh, quite enjoying watching it. But I think uh, the politics of it are particularly interesting. Uh, we live, as I think no one will doubt at the moment, in a climate of fear. And there has been... That's what they want us to do. And there has been a hell of a lot of torture in this show. Really? Every other episode, a, a character in the show is getting tortured. Uh, so far, and I'm sure to leave some out, but so far they work at CTU. So far they've tortured a CTU agent. Uh, they've tortured Jack's girlfriend's ex-husband. Right. They've tortured a senator's son. 
and they've tortured. Uh, a- was was he saying it ain't me? It ain't me. <laughs> I ain't no senator's son. <laughs> and all the interesting thing about all this is, all but one of the people they've tortured has proved to be innocent. Ah. So I I don't know I, I personally I don't think Twenty Four is a smart enough show to be trying to make a point with all this, but I think it it, it is a very kind of interesting counterpoint to the times we to the times we live in. Uh, especially the language of the show is very much what I like to call the language of the willing. Uh, it's all of that stuff, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, reasonable force, any means necessary. All of, all of that kind of mumbo jumbo, and given the powers that the government have in the USA and in the UK, and uh, probably by the time uh, the listeners are listening to this here with the Cup Day legislation that yes looks like coming through on um, Cup Day, on yeah, it Cup looks Day. like it's coming through. Well, they they wanted to uh, bring it in on Cup Day. That's the anti-terror legislation. Uh, they wanted to bring it in. On Cup Day, and this was a huge uproar. I didn't think I could get any more disgusted at this. Mm. Anyway. So, yeah, I just think... Anyway. So, yeah, I think by the time people are listening to this, we'll have these wonderful new laws. But it just it just makes an interesting... Just just think it's an interesting point. And I'm, I'm not for a minute suggesting that 24 is anything other than fanciful garbage. I'm not suggesting, you know, that it's a, that it's a realistic portrayal of certainly not time. No, well, no. <laughs> no it's, but I'm it's not. But I'm not, I'm not suggesting there's anything realistic about 24, but I do think, you know, it does reflect uh, kind of the mood of the society that we can have a hero like Jack Bauer, who is the hero of 24, who goes around torturing, maiming, killing people we have a, the president the president's plane was shot down uh, air force one so the vice president's been in charge mm-hmm. and he's been portrayed as spineless and just yeah basically ridiculed because he won't approve torture of somebody that they suspect might have done something but they don't really know that was the president on that plane with the the free trip to lassiter's <laughs> 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 no, is the president dead? I, I think it was a different plan. No, the president isn't dead. The president's in intensive care, which probably means by 24 standards, he'll be up and around within the next couple of hours. <laughs> he's, not, he's not walking around on a beach with Connor from Neighbours? He could well be. No, I think, I, I think they've, they've rescued him. They've right. rescued him. So, yeah, just, just interesting. I, uh, I watched The Surgeon this week. Oh, yeah. I actually watched the second episode of The Surgeon, which is what Channel 10 aired first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a really really great show i was really impressed well that sounds like a show like it should be up for an award or something well yeah yes yes it's like <laughs> what, it should what, be up for... what what covers the well, awards see, it in television here that's the afi the awards. afi was that's, see, that's it just about to come up isn't it yeah it, it is it couldn't be yeah. up for an award because it didn't start airing before september 30th brett oh oh okay unlike okay, mary but... bryant that's on this sunday isn't which it? is which is on this sunday well, surely that won't be up for an award then we'll see it is what what? <laughs> yeah, the AFIs is uh, is is a, a little bit dodgy this year. A, a huge controversy there because Mary Bryant has not gone to air, and yet it has got some nominations. A number of nominations. And you were telling me that Channel Ten are quite upset because the surgeon couldn't oh, be up the for the production house was that that makes the surgeon. I think it's uh, uh, Channel that, Ten uh, and Southern Star. And Southern Star. They read the rules. It said that it has to be broadcast or or exhibited uh, before the thirtieth of September. They took that as law because it's in the rules, didn't submit, didn't get in. Mary Bryant's coming up oh, this uh, this Sunday, which would be just a couple of days shy of November. Yes. 
is up for a number of nominations. It's it's very strange and very dodgy. Uh, and the Surgeon is a great show. I was really I, I was really expecting to just go oh, another bloody medical drama, but this is uh, this is just an interesting character study. It's it focuses uh, Justin Clark as as the the Surgeon. Right. Rue. Surgeon Rue. Surgeon Rue. <laughs> uh, and, and the camera pretty much stays on her the whole time. Oh. So if somebody else is having a conversation about her in another room, we don't see it. It's all about her. And uh, it's directed by, I've forgotten his first name, Melville, who uh, is up for, up for an AFI. Craig Melville. Yeah? Yeah. Who's up for an AFI award for Best Director for Chris Lilly's show. We can be heroes. We can be heroes. Oh. Ah. Mm. So you know, it's it's got the talent behind it. Uh, it's not like any other Australian drama on air at the moment. I think it's really interesting and definitely worth checking out. That's nine thirty on Thursday night on Channel Ten. Uh, interesting idea, the way they're doing it, trying to make a low budget television uh, television show. They've tried to. They've slashed the budget. They've. That's not reality TV. That's not reality yeah. TV. Yeah. Uh, it's only half hour. Half hour drama is very rare. Uh, I think they were quite inspired by the the bill, the old original bill, mm-hmm. which you know was twenty twenty five minutes self contained story. I think they're trying to do a similar thing with this, which yeah, it's just very and they, unusual. And they they shot all eight episodes in twenty four days, mm-hmm. and I think which is that, a great rate. I mm. think that uh, half hour local dramas actually get them less points for for local content. Yeah, because it's a per minute than weekly. Than, than half a weekly hour-long drama. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a weird... Um, so, so, like, Home and Away, I think, actually counts for less than Blue Healers does. Would that be... Is there any kind of exception for soap operas, given that uh, Home and Away is a soap opera? Uh, I don't think there is. You know, it, it, it takes a lot less effort to, to make, basically, no, about, than the surgeon would make. The running take. time and the number of times that it goes up. Really? Each week, yep. Oh, okay. Um, uh, in, so Craig Melville's uh, directing the entire series Well he's directed the first three episodes I don't know about any other episodes uh, It's written by Judy McCrossan Who was one of the head writers on Secret Life of Us When it first started yep. Is she that uh, comedian who used to be on that's No that's Julie. Julie. Julie And this Thank is Judy, Judy well, maybe McCrossan I'll, Maybe I'll give it a watch now <laughs> Are they related? Are they like sisters or something? I, I don't know I know nothing about Judy McCrossan Other than she's done some great work in the past And this is a, another piece of great work. So I say check The Surgeon out, 9.30 Thursday nights on Channel 10. Uh, and it's also available on BitTorrent. Oh, if you go to easytvfnet.org uh, or just do a search for it, uh, you can... Or check out the boxcutters.net blog yeah, yeah, where I'll... Josh is just about to put it up on. I will, I will, put, I will put a link up there because yeah. if you're not listening in Australia and you want to get it or if you want to catch up on old episodes it's uh it's a, a great place to to find those episodes download it and uh and check it out mm. that's the surgeon check it out i thought there was a scream at that one that's the other one oh. i just wanted to make a quick mention uh of next week we're having our 10 show retrospective look back at the box cutters <laughs> Uh, we're having Ed Wait a Phillips isn't, isn't in next week, the ninth. Yeah, but in true TV tradition, <laughs> it's uh, it's we'll, our tenth. We'll week. do the tenth week in the ninth <laughs> week because it, it's it's the start of the tenth week. Yes, 
It's a, yeah. That's, so we'll have laughs and Ed Phillips will be coming back and Marie Carty Marie talking Carty. about the their good old time times. with the box cutters. Such and, good times. You know, we'll play some old footage and some bloopers and yeah, it's going to be great. We'll, uh, we'll get angry about the work choice ads. <laughs> All over again. Because <laughs> listeners haven't had enough of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can get on to him, uh, there, there's a little bit more news on, on the work choice kind of front. Oh, okay. Um, which which will be a, uh, a guest to come up. John well, Howard. Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, stay tuned for John Howard on Box Cutters, okay? The week after, we'll be doing Box Cutters by request. We won't be announcing ah, it. You'll box... just have to listen. <laughs> so send, send your emails in to hooray at boxcutters.net. Request your favourite bits. From uh, the previous nine episodes of Box Cutters, which you won't know until uh, next week, which your favourite bits are. Not, we'll to, do... uh, not to want to labour a joke, but the week after that, we'll have 20 to 1. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Featuring our top starting off episode. The, <laughs> starting off with the 20th biggest dummy spits on air. <laughs> it's all going to be fantastic. Did Is... you have a bit? That was the bit. That was the bit. <laughs> um, I was railing a little bit against uh, iTunes store, Apple, last week. I haven't really changed my mind, but uh, the iTunes Store Australia launched uh, yesterday morning, I think, or the morning before. Uh, the morning before. Um, you won't find box cutters up there yet. You won't. It's been submitted, but apparently there's a four-week backlog of uh, Apple actually putting stuff up. This right, so how, like how did Commonwealth Alan Jones... Bank and their whole net banking... Uh, transferring money from one account to the other and, and just, charging for that. It's like such a big job, you know? Apple yeah. have a big job to do. But you can go there and listen to uh, Alan Jones rabbit on about crap. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So that's uh, Box Cutters Episode 8 for Thanks another week. So for listening. Yeah, we love you. We really, really do. All of you. Especially you. I've been Josh Canal, Ross McQueen. I will continue to be Brett Cropley. We'll be back again next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. See you later. And hey, let's be careful out there.